0: Hello, welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. What's up? I'm Krista. What's up? What's up?
1: Didn't time that right. This is going to be a wild ride.
0: (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, ooh, just born. I know. I actually was just born again. Just born? You were? Yes. What do you mean? Guys, I'm coming out as born again. No, but it was was interesting. I was actually talking about this with you today. Speaking of born Mm. again, like Christians, it's like now when I see... Like we went on this hike to this place. It's like a giant cross. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Before I'm like, oh my God, ugh. You know, when I like know. people would be like, I'm like really Christian or like, I Jesus is my homeboy. I'm like, <laughs> And now I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's cool. Good I for know. you. And how interesting that like that
1: was not simply because it's so complicated, but the projection of like your experience, especially 100%. in the Catholic church. So Percent. it's like, it's like, it's so, Yeah, it's It's it's, so apparent
0: what's going on. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And just also that a part of the programming of being a teenager is like, I don't know if it's in media, social media and culture, Mm. but it's that it's not cool. That's not cool. We don't like God. We don't like Jesus. That's not cool. Completely. You know, and how you, like I was in, like I was like that. I don't know if I was atheist per se, but I remember having that moment of like, that's so lame. Yep. But it was my projection of like my experience in the church, really.
1: I was always confused because like my mom would kind of be, you know, down for church. She mm-hmm. wouldn't really talk about God a lot, but like always just really resonated with going to church and like mm-hmm. being in community. And my dad was like, uh-uh. And so I was like, I always, you know, I looked to my parents a lot for that stuff and I was confused. So I did like the uh-uh, but I want to be in community. Yeah, literally. I was sent to Catholic school. <laughs> Which and- is the weird thing. Which is yeah, and and there were just there were beautiful parts of the school where mm-hmm. I'm like they did this great, that great, but just the fact that I was like kind of quote unquote forced or pushed to go to Catholic school made me like for not want to sure. be a part of the hallelujahs for
0: sure, but it's that's not the thing is church isn't fun or fresh, of course, there's literally nothing fresh about it like until you go to like. You know, a dope, yes, a, a cool church, a rocking church cool where they have donuts church.
1: before, where they have a hot pastor. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: unless your pastor has ripped jeans, your church is not cool and fresh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, the first time I actually, Sean, who I'm dating now, like eight years ago, was the first time I went to a cool church. He took me to a cool Which church, one? Hillsong? Hillsong, yeah. yeah, in New York. Mm-hmm.
0: i I've never been. And I was like, I went to Agape, which is Michael oh, Beckwith is like unreal. I've heard I, went on, alone. I think things. I was alone to be honest.
1: I've heard really beautiful things. Because I was like, no, he's t- he's too into God for me. Who? Sean? Yeah. Oh wow. That's back then. I was like, because I had that projection yes. of like, you know, my my dad in the back of my head yes. being like, this is no, we don't know. Like, he's don't straight do this. edge. <laughs>
0: You're like, he's straight edge. He's a young lifer. <laughs> But now I'm like, damn, the most beautiful Yeah, a man thing. of faith. Yeah, yeah. Or mm-hmm. just like, yeah, a man of spirituality. You know, people, mm-hmm. we need we need a little God in our lives. For sure, Just a little yeah. something, like a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a purpose, a faith of some sort, whatever that is. Yeah. It's been interesting too. So mm-hmm. I've been only listening to— this is another thing I thought I'd never say in my whole life. <laughs> so many things I literally am like saying I never thought I'd say in my whole life. But I listen to Sunday Service Gospel pretty much only if I'm listening to music. It's on Spotify now. I upgraded to Spotify Premium. Thank Everyone, God. you guys, I've actually never had Spotify Premium in my life, and it's like because <laughs> people shame me. They're like, you are Cover. commercials. You are never DJ. Yes, Any, never. Anywhere. Justin's like, can we listen to this song? I'm like, yeah. In five songs, it <laughs> might come on. After twenty commercials, it might come on. So I finally upgraded. I just think it's kind of dumb. I'm like, I could look it up on YouTube. But anyways, so I'll listen to that. And it's really nice because you know how when you have songs stuck in your head all the time? I was thinking about in my life how I've had these really dark songs stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. When I'm listening to rap, I'm listening to this certain type of music, whatever it is, and I've been repeating it. It's like the melodic element of song that you repeat in your head is like programming your subconscious. Yeah, it's hypnotizing hypnotizing Mm -hmm. you. And we've talked about this a little bit, but I really realized it when I had gospel type music, you know, the the Sunday service choir repeating in my head, it was like, oh, this is nice. Mm
1: -hmm, I was like, oh, this is a
0: nice thing. I love that this vibration or these words are repeating in my head and it feels really good that that's taking up the space of what a bad negative song or whatever would have been previously.
1: What I love so much about Not only Sunday service, but just kind of more spiritual music in general, there's no ego Mm -hmm. at all. Or at least, yes, 100%. What I'm feeling. I'm like, they're literally channels of just this unbelievable talent and light and. N- like no shade to any, you know, popular music artist, but I do think you have to have a little bit of ego. Miley,
0: don't take this yes. personally, okay? Ariana, I'm coming over just later. Don't be mad at me. fast forward 15 <laughs> seconds, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All the major celebs listening, what's it called? Earmuffs. <laughs> Earmuffs. But yeah, you have to have a little bit of ego
1: to navigate that Big space. Facts. Like, wow. But I just love it because there is none and it's just such a like straight shot. To freaking, I just feel so lifted when I'm listen, and listening to music it's, it's like that.
0: It's groovy, it's melodic, mm-hmm. it's dancey. I love Holy Ballin. It's, mm-hmm. it's dope if you guys can listen to Holy Ballin and then Rain. I've been listening Rain's to Rain. the best. Every repeat, Rain is on repeat uh, right now. And I'm just like dropping in my car. It's like, it is so beautiful.
1: Yeah. So beautiful. We should just open every show with a piece of. I know.
0: I was thinking my wedding. I'm like, damn, I'd be the dopest thing if Sunday Service would be like at your wedding. Oh my god! Because I'm putting together my wedding structure, Mm -hmm. and I was like trying to think. I'm like, you're gonna sing, but I was trying to think Mm -hmm. of what other like cool things I want to incorporate. I kind of want to sing with. You know the band that you're gonna have? Yeah, that'd be dope. Or just like you know, I don't know something. Yeah, so you want to take over the night? No, and sing with the band. No, 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 not that part. I actually wanna perform Meaning like are they gonna be there? (laughs) I don't wanna be at your wedding, I wanna be in the band for the evening. Surprise! <laughs> no, so I think they come on when we're announced and we come um, out. So I don't know if they'll be there, but it'd totally. be cool. Like, we could definitely get like a guitarist or something. Yeah, totally. Um, you could sing with a mariachi. a <laughs> mariachi. <laughs> hey! <Yeah. laughs> oh, actually, that'd be fun. Um, but I'm trying, to, and it was interesting because I was talking to Milana, who's my officiant, mm. and I was talking to her about the flow and the structure of it, and she's like, "Are you gonna? Are you gonna do? I take your hand. Like, are you gonna do the kiss? Are you gonna do?" the rings on each other down there. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. I don't know. Like, it's almost like I'm deconstructing every part of a wedding. Yeah. And I'm so it's almost the fine tuning of the deconstruction. Like every single thing I'm like, do I want to put rings on each other in front of everyone? Do I want to be allowed to kiss the bride in front of everyone? Mm -hmm. You know, do I want to like, what things of a wedding that I've seen traditionally done, do I want to incorporate? And what do I not? I love, I love that. I know, I'm like, I'm trying to It's think. kind of empowering. You're like, I yes. get to make this
1: decision, yes. this decision, and be very specific. Because a lot of people feel pressured to just do what's traditional, mm-hmm. which is fine. But mm, I think it's fun to deconstruct. Yeah, so,
0: everyone should just do whatever they want.
1: So you're not going to kiss?
0: I don't think we're kissing.
1: Mm-mm. You're just going to stare at each Head other. Head
0: butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll definitely kiss,
1: which we need to practice. I could just see you guys like go in for like a tickle. Yes.
0: <laughs> Like, uh, very pennies, very <laughs> pennies. Uh, yeah, we need to practice the kiss because he'll be like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and we need to be a little bit more than like a smooch. So, he will just open
1: the mouth like slightly, like, uh,
0: yes, <laughs> dude, dude. Sometimes he don't he overthink it. That's my advice. My kisses, sometimes where he'll just put his head down instead. So, some I've gotten to this habit of looking with my eyes open, so I'm like <laughs> kissing with my eyes open. Those pictures are because I'll go be awesome. like this. And he'll put his forehead down to kiss his forehead, which is so annoying. And so I'm looking and I'm kissing my my eyes open. He's like, you can't have your eyes open when you're kissing. And I don't even notice it. I'm like, oh. I'm like, if you wouldn't make me so insecure,
1: I wouldn't. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, those pictures are going to be good. Yeah. And you're going to be thinking about everyone who's watching you listen to this episode. Totally, <laughs> you guys. What kind of kiss should we do? Should we
0: do a little dippy dip? <laughs> dip me down, drop me. <laughs> I'm going to do a dip dip with my arm down. Totally dramatic. To- fully dramatic. Stretch. With, yeah, stretch.
1: Make sure you stretch.
0: What else, what else are you deconstructing? Every, I mean, we're not doing the bouquet throw. We're not doing the bridal party. We're going to, have, we're going to do like a meditation. We're going to do music. We're Beautiful. going to do prayer. We're going to do... Drugs. Cool. <laughs> Everyone's going to get fucked up. <laughs> we're going to have like shamanic experiences. I want like activities in the corner. It's yeah. I want it to be like a festival.
1: Well, when I did it, um, when we did, unknow- when I unknowingly did shrooms at Jordan Younger's wedding. Oh my God. I literally thought it turned into an ayahuasca ceremony where there were yes. kind of pods of things happening. There was. That was my experience of it. <laughs> I had to take a step back
0: on that because you really took the cake. <laughs>
1: Oh God, I won't be doing mushrooms at
0: your wedding. Well, maybe in the night. I, I think that'd be kind of fun. That would be fun later in the night. For everyone. For sure. Yeah, it's weird. One time I went to this wedding and everyone was like really coked up. I'm like, what's going on here? I was like, is everyone? Oh, that's like, yeah, that's hard. Or when people are really drunk, I feel bad almost. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, you're probably so nervous. You want to chill. Yeah. But you're like, you know. Have you, you've sent out invitations or what's going on? They're sending out now. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Dude, so funny. So my I sent the list, the Excel list to my wedding planner, Details Darling, Mackenzie from Details Darling. So Details Darling, if you guys are planning a wedding, they're really amazing. And it's been nice because I just react to things and make decisions rather than like doing any sourcing or searching. And that's, you know, really what I wanted for this. And she's like, Hey, will you check your names for your list? Like, you know, it just there's some things that there I want you to just look at. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I opened up my list and she had highlights like four or five rows. And there's one row that's like one of Justin's friends labeled himself a rabbi. He is not. So that he could have the invitation to be like, rabbi, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you are not a rabbi, sir. And another one's like, honorary. I'm like, you are not a judge. And there was just all these like jokesters. Like everyone's like fucking joking around about on their names, which was hilarious. And then I get to this one and I'm like, okay, why is this highlighted? I'm like, Miss Danielle. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like Miss Danielle Page, and then I look at it, and it's like Mister Big Dick, <laughs> and I'm like Mister Big Dick, and then the next word is Mister Big Dick waited forever. <laughs> so she put someone in as her her plus one, Mister Big Dick waited forever because <laughs> she's a single woman and she's waited forever, and it's like at the end it was like the Big Dick waited forever family. It was. So come on, fucking funny! I was like, your invitation would have been sent to your house with Danielle. And Mr. Big Dick waited forever. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It was. I was. Da- I was like, that's a funny ass joke. I, you know what I love She's about funny. that joke? She. This is what I love about that joke. Did it for her fucking self. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh-huh. gonna make my goddamn self <laughs> laugh, and I'm gonna write, "Mr. Big Dick waited forever." <laughs> Krista might see this, or she might not. But all that matters is I <laughs> made myself laugh. I, yeah. And this is funny as fuck And then me. I'm
1: going to have like a place card that says Mr. Big Dick Waited yes.
0: Forever. <laughs> Mr. Big Dick. The Big, or the, the big Dick Waited Forever or the Waited Forever page family was hilarious. That's what it was. The Waited Forever. I was like, dude.
1: So funny.
0: I mean, that list though is hard to, you're like, who do I like this week?
1: I know. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yes, I do. 100? 120? Um, no, it'd be pretty small okay. just because of everything. So we'd yeah. really small. So yeah, no family's invited. Sorry mm. everyone. Sorry, it's all good. It's all good. You got to have. You have to be verified on um, Instagram to come.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's
0: like an influencer like wedding. Deconstructing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, only blue checks uh, a lot at the wedding. So my family. You, know, you not... just show, show your blue check at the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You scan a barcode <laughs> and you scan a barcode, and your your account comes up, and that's how you get you get verified. Oh, uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Of and the everyone. <laughs> what if it was like
1: a booth for like sponsors. Holy shnikes. I mean, what would that
0: be? That would be... Who was that that did that? And it was like a full-on like sponsor wedding. It was someone... Oh, you're serious? Yeah. No. Oh my God. There's someone that did that though. It was like a full-blown sponsored wedding situation. I'm trying to figure out who it was. I could see giving gift bags and having just like product in there, but
1: not booths. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, all of it. I don't, you know, people can do whatever they want. but And you know what? Well, this is the number one thing that the community said when I said, what's the one thing you would cut from your list of things for your wedding? Like, cause I'm trying to keep an eye on the budget. And so people said the number one thing was like, thank you gifts. Any gifts, bags. Love it. They said no one really cares, uses them, brings them home. No one minds. Cause usually like
1: you have to have a lot of them. And yes. so you're not going to spend enough to
0: g- Make it a gift that they're really loving. Yes. It's <laughs> you know? like people do like any of the weddings I've been soaps. to are like soaps, hangover stuff. Yeah. Like popcorn. Nah. You know. Yeah. Which is sweet. The sentiment's sweet. amazing. And if you can do it, that's good. But I was like, oh, that's a good thing to cut. And then people also said shoes cut cut down on shoes, which I never would probably it's not my personal thing to be into shoes. So I never oh, would like spend a wedding lot shoes. On shoes. Yeah. Yeah. They're like You'll don't, don't spare shoes. Yeah, my dress train is long, but
1: but I feel like eventually you'll be
0: barefoot. I'll wear Chucks. <laughs> I'll wear Chucks under my dress, so everyone knows I'm anti-establishment. <laughs> I want to deconstruct everything, and that's the wedding shoe, dude. I'm gonna wear fucking Chucks. I
1: actually just saw that the other day in someone's wedding. Like, fuck yes, <laughs> or cowboy boots. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> Holy shit, that is funny.
0: Okay. Oh, this one's my episode, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's yours. Might as
0: well turn it off now, guys. <laughs> Should we, let's tell them a, a
1: few things before yeah. we get into your episode. So we'd love to tell you about the Almost 30 membership. It's open right now, open for enrollment. We're really, really proud of it. This is a really unique, special, intentional space that we wanted to create after four years of, you know, connecting with you, whether it's in the Facebook group or on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, which you know, we will do, but this really inspired a place that is safe, that is feels like you can just be yourself mm-hmm. truly and learn and grow and be inspired and laugh. And so this membership will have extra content, ways to Connect with each other and with us in a personal way. We have special discounts, um, early access to things, and much more. So check it out, almost30.com.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. It's like, I feel like in my DM, so many people have been asking for more, whether it's like more of our thoughts and opinions or mm-hmm. more of like our perspectives or more information on whatever topic. And I feel like this is going to be the perfect container to just channel all of everything we've learned in the past couple of years, how we've grown and be in community with people. And I've never felt like we had like a portal almost Mm -hmm. to do all of that. You know, our Facebook group is amazing. We love the Facebook group. We love all the conversation in there. I'm so grateful for the beauty and the kindness of our Facebook group, especially just going through so much that we've been through. But I never felt like I could fully give them more content give them more resources, do more of the workshops, have our friends join, have, you know, extra episodes with amazing guests. Like we have bomb extra episode guests. Mm -hmm. And just like channeled it into one spot. It was kind of on Facebook and on Instagram and all these places. So everything that we're into, everything that we're passionate about, and then the energy of the community will all be there. And it's going to be so good for us to grow together and be together, you know, in community for you know, six months at least. Mm -hmm. So go to
1: almost30.com, check it out. We're really proud of it. If you have any questions, you can DM us, but we can't wait to see you in there. And then also we have our new Cosmic Elixir available. We uh, did a partnership with Philosophy, uh, which is a superfood brand that we love. So this Cosmic Elixir is a blend of grounding adaptogens, Beautifying collagen, no added sugar. It's freaking delicious. It's so you good. You can add it to your coffee. You can just mix it with a nut milk. You can add it to baked goods. You can put it in your oatmeal. It's like slightly sweet because of the of the vanilla, but it's just really grounding as well. Um, it's also hormone balancing. It has hushouwu in it, so which also makes your hair grow.
0: Ooh, in all of it. So I use organic Olivia's why. long or their her magic mane and hushouwu mm. is the number one ingredient. It makes your hair grow. Wow. Marissa Cohen, who's one of our amazing community members, made this really amazing chia seed pudding. She's been baking with it.
1: Oh, cool. So she was making
0: chia seed pudding and she's just been baking with it. And it's been really, really beautiful to see the community just share their recipes with, you know- the Cosmic Elixir.
1: Yeah. You can go to The Philosophy. That's the dot com. Just click on their superfood powders and you'll find the Cosmic Elixir right there. And tag us on
0: Instagram if you're using it. We'd love to see it and share it. Yeah. Appreciate you. Almost 30 for All Things membership. Almost 30 to see our new sites. We have really exciting things. On the Almost 30 website, it's been completely redesigned, revamped, New logo, color, style. It's much easier for you guys to get all the courses, information, show notes, blog posts that you need. So you can check out almost30.com um, and enjoy this one. This one's with me and it is about how I reconnected back to my intuition. There was a long period of time this summer where I felt completely disconnected from myself and disconnected from you know my voice and who I am at a soul level. So I wanted to share with you guys more about how I found that connection back to my intuition and the steps that I took personally to reconnect.
1: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people can relate Mm -hmm. for sure, especially this last year. So um, if this episode resonates with you, definitely send it to friends, tag us on Instagram. We appreciate you. Thank you for your support and your love and for inspiring what we do. Glad to serve y'all and we'll uh, see you on the other side. Yeah, we love you guys
0: so much. Enjoy this one. Bye.
1: I don't know about you, but finding hair care that has clean ingredients and actually works is really, really hard, but I found it for us. Yay. Vegamore baby. They are made with clean ingredients and have given me visibly healthier hair and scalp. And I'm really, really excited to talk to you about it. So basically I've seen my hair get visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer, especially in this postpartum period. I mean, I am just trudging uphill when it comes to (laughs) uh, looking and feeling good. And I am doing my absolute best and this has really helped my hair. I love Vegamore also because they're cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. I got to be paying attention to that. So do you. Uh, what's even better is Vegamore's value kits, like the Grow Essentials kit. So that's the one that I use. I recommend to you where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings when you sign up for a monthly subscription. So you save more and you never run low on products uh, that you need to take care of your hair. I love this grow kit. So I love the grow full routine kit. So um, a start to finish hair wellness ritual for you. You are going to love it. Okay, so what is in it? Um, it has the grow scalp detoxifying serum. So I'm obsessed with this. I basically uh, use this weekly or so, maybe one, to two times a week. It removes buildup on the scalp. Um, and then I love the grow revitalizing shampoo. Let me just tell you how... Unbelievable. These Uh, this shampoo and conditioner smell. Um, Again, no harsh chemicals or anything like that, but the smell is just freaking divine. You lather it on your wet hair, leave in for like a minute. And then I do the grow revitalizing conditioner on my damp hair, scalp the ends, massage it in. I just like really take my time. It's like a spa in there. Um, And then I wash my hair like that probably twice a week. And on not wash days, I use grow dry shampoo to absorb excess oil, which I absolutely love love. And then finally the grow hair serum. I've just put it all over my scalp. I massage it in. Um, just do me nice. It's awesome. And then I do not rinse that out by the way. Okay. Babies. Lastly, 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 take one of the grow biotin gummies for hair per day. I love it. Again, I've noticed my hair has just grown like a freaking weed. So this is the grow full routine kit, but they have different kits and products for hair, lashes, brows, it's amazing. Check it out. Vegamore baby. You've heard about them, but I'm telling you, I stand by it. I love these products. Be sure to be consistent in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy looking hair. Okay. Elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamore. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription order by going to vegamore.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 at checkout. That's vegamou com slash almost 30. Code almost 30 to save 20% off your first order. Vegamore.com, dot com slash almost 30. The code is almost 30.
0: Hello guys. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. It's going to be a good one. And today I'm trying something new. I have my headphones over my hair. <laughs> I feel like I see so many people look so cute with their like hair underneath their headphones and covering their ears and it just looks chic. So we're giving it a whirl today. It's actually really bothering me already. I don't like when my hair is anywhere near my face. But we're going to try it. We're just going to give it a whirl. We're going to see if I can hang with the big dogs and have my you know, hair out trying to look fresh on YouTube. So that's where we're at. But I'm really excited for this conversation today because it's so near and dear to my heart. And I feel like um, when I talk about intuition and when I talk about my connection to my intuition, it's one of the most magical and exciting parts of my life. I think for any of us listening that you know, have felt that connection to their gut and to their intuition, there's really nothing like it. It makes life magical. It makes life seem special. And it makes everything that much more joyful when you feel like there's this thing inside of you that's playing along with life or that's guiding you along in life or that's supporting you in life or that's there for you you know so much of my existence has felt like this beautiful partnership with my intuition where it is solely responsible for any success that i've had with almost 30 or in my relationships it's really responsible for all the beauty and joy that i've brought into my life and i know i am on my path when i feel deeply connected to it and for people that maybe don't know what it feels like to be connected to their intuition that's okay and i've i've completely been there i think I didn't necessarily know what my intuition was until I was in my 20s. You know, growing up in Ohio, no one really talked about their intuition or connecting to their soul or anything like that. I mean, I was just going to the tanning bed. (laughs) I was just hitting up the tanning bed in, in Ohio, you know, just trying to figure out what I was going to wear that weekend and if we could drink beer in someone's basement. So I never really understood what that voice was or what that gut feeling was until I got into my 20s or until I graduated college. And I was so far from my intuition that I was just in a deep, deep spiral. I felt terrible. I felt completely off my path when I was living in Chicago and in the corporate world. And I fell into you know a deep depression, and had terrible anxious and loop thoughts. So I really saw and understood uh, my intuition from the side of being so far from it that it was really, really speaking to me in a way that made me really mentally unwell and kind of made my life seem like it was a little bit falling apart from the outside. So it was almost like an ultimatum. My intuition was almost giving me the ultimatum like, hey, we're gonna work together and you're gonna listen to me on this or you know, we're gonna continue to like blow everything up. And that's sort of what it did. As an example, you know, when I was living in Chicago, I knew I was supposed to leave this job that I was at, my first job out of school. Which actually, I look back, was like joyful, but I think I was so, you know, ungrateful and and unknowing at the time. I didn't really understand, but I, it wasn't aligned to me, you know. Period. The end. And. I knew I needed to quit and I knew I needed to leave, but I was so scared. So what had happened was the universe brought me a sexual assault case with my boss into my lap, which really pushed me out of the company. So my intuition was saying, you know, this isn't a fit for you. You're crying every day. You're really dragging everyone down. You don't really care what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But I wasn't listening, so it brought me the situation. So I've always said that with intuition, if you're not listening to the whispers, if you're not listening to you know, the the voice, if you're not whispering, listening to the yells, you're going to get a little shake and it's going to shake your world up. So my understanding of intuition was from really that perspective of giving me the medicine that I needed even when I didn't need it. And over time, as I've stepped more into myself and as my soul has become more so the leader of my life than my ego, I have greatly valued this relationship I have with my soul and with my intuition as my guide for all things that I want in life, as my guide to date my fiance in the first place, as my guide to move forward with Lindsay and I making the podcast when we really didn't know each other. You know, All you guys know, but Lindsay and I, when we first met, we'd probably knew each other for a few months before we started the podcast. But we both had this intuitive hit that we needed to get to know each other and we needed to do more. So for me in 2020, I had a season and feeling of feeling deeply disconnected from my intuition. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Maybe we could take a second, have a think, Was there a time in 2020 when I felt removed from my intuition, from that connection, from that voice, from that calm guide, from that, you know, soul friend that I have? Maybe not, maybe so. But I think for a lot of us, there probably was that period in time in 2020, maybe it was the entire year, maybe it was a month, maybe it was a day, where we were lost and disconnected from our intuition because for the most part, we were living in such a fear state. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know um, about the future. There was so much change and there was so much trauma and transition that it was hard to get in and sink in and trust what our intuition was saying. So I found myself in a position where I was just, I was really in my shadow year. I was really, really, really in my shadow year. And I've talked about this on my Instagram, but it was one of the most transformational years of my life, which means that there was a lot of hardship between myself between my mission between speaking my truth between being honest between being who I wanted to be at all times and I had a period of deep depression you know in the year and I felt completely disconnected from my intuition I remember being on the phone with one of my best friends Milana Snow and it was Lindsay and Milana Snow and I on three on three way and you know, we were talking about the situation that we were going through within the business that was really hard and really just bringing up a lot of shadow for Lindsay and I. And Milana goes, okay, but, you know, what does your heart say? She's like, that's that's good, and, you know, because I was really speaking from my head. I'm very, very good at speaking from the head, but not always from the heart. And she's like, okay, but what does your heart say? What is What does your intuition say? And I broke down. I was like, what do you mean? I had no connection to it. I had no idea what intuitively I was thinking, feeling, what my heart wanted to say. I felt like for at least three months in the summer, I had completely shut down that connection to my intuition because it was almost like my intuition had gotten in the way of what I was trying to do. And it's almost like my, it felt like my intuition was leading me in a direction that I didn't feel ready for. And I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but it was almost like, you know, the intuition is saying one thing. It's like, you know, speak your truth, do your thing, be who you are all the time, be proud of who you are, um, be honest, be forthright. Now, I was like, dude, I'm scared. You know, I was just so scared that I couldn't live up to what my intuition was asking for me. So I completely cut it off. And I knew in that moment with her, and then also in conversations with our other you know, coach that we love, Aaron Rose. And even just the way that I was operating, I knew that I wasn't connected to my intuition for a lot of reasons. So the way that I understand myself and my connection to my intuition is that everything feels like I'm making decisions from either my heart space or even my belly. And if I'm in a conversation like I wasn't with Milana Snow, I know that I'm not operating from my intuition because I am can feel myself energetically talking directly from my head. And I can feel all the energy is concentrated in my brain, and it's not actually going into my heart space or into my belly. So that's one way I tell that I'm not connected to my intuition. Another way that I can tell that I'm not connected to my intuition is that I will feel like life is lost its glow, that life feels monotonous. It feels like a chore. It feels like one of those situations, and I don't know if you guys have ever thought this, but I'm very positive. I have the moon and sad. So I always find the positive side of things, but also I have that really deep Aquarian part of me, that Mercury and Aquarius part of me that's like, what's the point? (laughs) You know what I mean? Where you're like, just some days you're like, what's the fucking point of this whole thing? And you get a little down and low. And I felt like I was having those conversations with myself that were just a little bit negative too much. And I wasn't seeing the beauty of what was around me.
1: Okay, if you listen to this episode, you've most likely heard about human design, but have you looked up what your human design is and have you read about it and have you become obsessed with it and realize that these aspects of who you are are what you can lean into and leverage as your superpowers in this lifetime? (laughs) If you have, or if you haven't, please keep listening because I have an incredible, incredible opportunity for you. We are partnering with Human Design Blueprint our friend Erin Claire Jones, the founder, was recently on the podcast. Check that episode out. We are partnering with Human Design Blueprint because we want you to get your personalized chart with an almost 30 flare. Uh, It is 55 pages all about your unique human design. Delivered as a downloadable PDF in seven days or less, this is custom made to order. And it's all just for $95 plus you'll get 10% off with our code. Stay tuned for that. But if you're not familiar with human design, let me tell you, I have learned so many things about myself and it has helped me in my relationships, in my career, in my creativity. And now as a mother, um, I have learned how to best make decisions, how I create aligned opportunities, how I am uniquely designed to lead and operate, how I best process things. I was going into a part of my chart the other day. It's a channel, uh, Uh, it's called clarity. And I am meant to wait for clarity. And it's not always, you know, an instantaneous thing. Sometimes it's a sleep on it type of thing. Sometimes it takes quite a lot of time. It is kind of an unknown, uncomfortable process for me at times, but I do know that it is coming. And it's really helped me in my relationship with Sean because Sometimes he wants to know an answer like in the moment and I'm like, babe, I need space and I need time. I know it will become clear, but we need to give me that. And it's just been so, so helpful for us. Um, Also, part of my chart (laughs) tells me I am designed to experience the full range of my emotions, baby. Um, It's going to be up and down. I have to ride the emotional waves. I have to trust that my emotions are always moving Um, and I may not always know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling but I'm meant to take my time feeling them and I'm meant to take my time with decisions. So it's just been insanely helpful. Now, when you get your blueprint, you're also going to receive Two bonus videos from Krista and I. These are like video diaries. We dive into our chart in a way that we haven't before, sharing like exclusive things we're doing right now, leaning into in this period in our life related to dating, marriage, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and so much more. And I just can't wait for you to receive this. So, your blueprint, you're going to receive the two bonus videos all on your human design. And again, human design, it's weaving together the Zodiac, Eastern philosophy, and complex NASA planetary data. It is wildly accurate. So go to humandesignblueprint.com slash almost 30. You're going to use the code almost 30 for 10% off
0: right now. And three, I wasn't able to truthfully and in congruency make decisions or make next steps for anything. So my head would say, oh, you should do this or you should do that. But being a person that is for the most part integrated with my intuition or, you know, I've really worked that way to be, it could felt like I couldn't make a decision because I was almost like lying where I was like, oh yeah, we'll do that. But it was like, oh, my heart knew that wasn't right. So I was like being super indecisive, didn't really know answers quickly like I normally do or um, next steps like I normally do where I feel connected to my intuition and my intuition's like, yes, no, here we go. Let's do this. Let's not. And it was really hard for me to make decisions. So I was super, super indecisive. So that's usually three ways that I normally tell if I'm feeling disconnected from my intuition and also when you feel connected to it, you can kind of feel when you're not. So it's a fine attunement that I'm sure you guys are all doing and working on and have a deep connection to your intuition yourself, and you can feel when you're disconnected. So the way that I personally uh, connected back with my intuition you know, during this summer was by taking a few steps that I want to recommend and share with you guys. So the first thing that I did was for an entire week, I deleted Instagram and I'm not a person that deletes the app from my phone, but I just didn't open it for an entire week. And if you're someone that needs to delete it, delete it. If you've got to get rid of it, do that. I have a friend, Jessica Seppel. She's incredible. She's been on the pod. She's a nutritionist based out of Australia, but every single night at 7 p.m. Australia time, she deletes the Instagram app from her phone and doesn't download it again until the next morning. So from 7 p.m. until the next morning at 8 a.m., or whatever time, it's completely deleted from her phone and she has no temptation to open it. So that could be an option. But the reason why that I deleted Instagram in particular is that I think it can provide us with a lot of different opportunity to confuse the ego and your intuition. So say for an example, you're scrolling Instagram and you see someone is doing something that you really admire and you love. You know, the ego will say, Oh, we should do that because, you know, that looks amazing. It looks cool. I actually think that we could do that. And I think everyone would really love us more if we did that. But intuitively, it might not be aligned to you to do that. So there's just so much opportunity when we're on social media all the time to completely lose ourselves by looking at what everyone else is doing, what everyone else is saying, what everyone else is wearing. And I think by removing that, from our day to day or removing that for at least a week really helps us to connect back with clarity on what am I saying? Like, what do I have to say? What do I have to say? What does my soul have to say? What do I have to say? And I feel like when we're constantly bombarding ourselves with new information, posts, stories, you know, content, whatever, that it's just in through the eyes, In through the head, and then that's it. And it's not like we are giving ourselves a lot of time to sit with things, to really ruminate on things, to see how we feel with things. And we're just constantly in the loop of like consumption. So I think that for our intuition, you know, it's going to be a little bit shy if we're continuing to be on our phone. So I deleted Instagram for an entire week. I do this a a bit. I think I do this maybe every two months or something just to be like, who are you? (laughs) You know, if you are being this person online and I am as much of myself as I can be online. In a one-dimensional perspective, I am as much as myself that I can be in this moment. I think I could share more, I could be more, whatever. But we have to remember that these online profiles are essentially almost, I always say this, it's like, it feels like our online profiles are these like holograms and perceptions of what we want the world to see us as. And that isn't always real. So a lot of times when we're online, we're feeding into this egoic perception of who we want people to perceive us as, and we're not really being ourselves as much as we try to be. I think people do a lot of beautiful things and really good things, but you know, if we think about it, that profile, it's like we're feeding into this archetype of who we want people to see. So our intuition isn't always involved in that conversation. It can be a lot of times people create beautiful, amazing things, but it's not, you know, always the case that we are completely in line with our intuition online. It's just really hard. So um, along those lines, the second thing I did for a week and, you know, continue to do this randomly is I do a complete media detox. And a media detox means... That I am not consuming any YouTube, any Twitter, any LinkedIn, any of the freaking social channels, TikTok, Snapchat, blah, blah, blah. I don't do any any media. There's no news consumption coming in. If I, if something needs to come my way, some people on my team will let me know. My fiance will let me know who I live with. And I will be aware of whatever is needed for me to know in that week time. A lot of information is important for sure, but we can take a week off. We can take a week off. So that media detox is incredibly important to me. And when I think about all of the ways in which we distract ourselves and we dictate our lives and our emotions and how we feel on the media, it can be so hard when you're constantly being fed a certain narrative, no matter what the narrative is, that that may sometimes take over your actual intuition and what you're feeling. And I've felt like I'm more in line with actual reality when I'm not consuming media of any kind. And that for me means, yes, there is a reality that's going on that exists on the media, that is true. But I need to be in my reality to be healthy for the most part. So that means my reality is I wake up, I can meditate. I can do my thing, whatever that reality I have for myself is. And these realities can coexist, but it's really like minding my own damn business. I'm going to mind my own damn business and live in my reality for a little bit. And that means I'm not watching Netflix. That means I'm not consuming news. That means I'm not consuming these things. And I can be able to get back to me so I can serve people better You know, when I come back. So deleting Instagram, media detox. And what you can do during this time is read, walk, talk to friends, be alone, be quiet as much as you can. And of course, I'm going to say one of the best things, the third thing that I do is get in nature. And um, being in California, I'm able to be by the beach. I know that's like, you know, braggy asshole thing to say, but I really appreciate it. And I live in a small apartment for it, Um, but I go to the beach as much as I can. So try and get my feet in the sand, try and get those negative ions out, try and balance my body in the sand, try and get those beautiful water light codes going in the ocean, and just be in nature as much as I can. One of my favorite parts of the Law of One book, which is a book that I study and, and live by, is um, they talks. Ra talks about, so Ra's the consciousness that, that speaks in this book. And Ra talks about um, some of the best things you can do is get amongst second density beings you call trees. And Ra talks about how to be healthy, how to feel Vibrant. And a lot of that is eating nutritious foodstuffs. He says to not eat fried foodstuffs, but to be among second density beings we call trees. So being amongst the trees is one of the most healing things that we can do. So, however, you can get into nature, whether it be alone, is always going to be like such a beautiful way to reconnect and, and remind you that we're all part of this beautiful ecosystem rather than this like tech world when we just like move from screen to little screen to medium screen, you know, all day long in a vicious cycle. The fourth thing that I'll do is I will pray. And I have gotten so much enjoyment in the past year in my prayer and in my dedication to my conversation with the infinite creator, God. And sometimes I hear stuff back, sometimes I don't, but... It has been a practice for me to really step into the deserving of having a conversation with God and feeling like I'm on a team or I am supported all the time. So there's a worthiness I have around that, but it's been really beautiful to be in conversation and prayer. And the other day I was sitting there praying and I was like, okay, what do I want? And I felt like for most of my life, I would be like, it's almost like a kid with Santa. You're like, I want a Barbie car, I want these things. And I felt like I was kind of doing that with God. I wasn't saying like I wanted material things, but I was like, I want abundance. I want flow, I want ease, which are all really beautiful things. But when I took a moment to just sit there and I was like, hmm, who wants this, my head or my heart? And allowing myself to get quiet and just saying like, you know what, I'm gonna let my heart pray for whatever is meant for me. And I'm going to get really quiet and my head is going to stop talking. My ego is going to stop talking and I'm going to let my heart do the talking. I'm going to let my heart be in conversation with God on what I need and what I like and what I want. And really just leaning into that truth of whatever is in alignment for me will be and whatever is meant for me and my soul will be rather than the littleness of what my mind can ask for. And so that's what I've really been doing now is really just like sitting there and being like, you know what, I'm gonna let my heart ask for what, you know, what's meant for me and God. I'm gonna let my soul ask for what's meant for me. I'm gonna let my the deepest part of my beings be in conversation. So prayer was really key. It's like that little knock on the door of your intuition, like, hello, I'm serious now. I wanna listen. I wanna talk and I wanna do this together. And in the case of what I felt like I was avoiding this summer or, you know, in 2021 was, so much of what my intuition was saying, I was avoiding because I was so scared and I felt so alone and attacked, and you know, just I felt a lot of different things. So I also had to be in conversation with God, like, support me in this conversation with my intuition and support me in the execution of whatever we will be doing together. Protect me in this support me in this, help me achieve flow in this, whatever my intuition is asking me to do that's causing me this great pain where I'm feeling like I can't even listen to it. So that's prayer. Fourth is an easy one, salt baths. Salt baths is just like, it's a classic. It's a freaking classic. And it's really good when we're thinking about, you know, this whole thing. It's like, okay, we're thinking about our 3D experience spatially, physically, with deleting Instagram and your media detox. We're thinking about nature, so like interconnectedness, and we're thinking about prayer and God. That's another part of spiritual and interconnectedness. And then salt bath is really good for your physical. I find that when I am consistently taking salt baths, it helps me to feel more grounded, feel more, feel more whole, feel more rested, feel more embodied. And I think that embodiment is key when I think about my intuition. A lot of times I when I lost my connection to my intuition, it was because I wasn't embodied. I wasn't fully wanting to be in my body because I either hated my body, I hated my life, I hated myself or whatever was going on that kept me from fully feeling like I can be in this body, in this experience and experience this life as the person that I'm meant to be. So salt baths, a classic. I use pretty much any salt, like Dead Sea salts, I am not really particular, I always like ask for them for gifts, which is an amazing, amazing thing. If you want to get crazy, you can also do Mama Medicine's Ritual Baths book. She has really beautiful ritual baths in there that really help people under specific things, whether it's like new moon or what, what have you. But those are really, really beautiful for special bath taking. What I also do is I listen to small whispers in the moment. So I think this is a really important one is that our intuition isn't always going to be speaking to us very, very directly and clearly. It's not that easy and it's not that, yeah, it's not that easy to decipher. So when I did have small whispers or little messages that I was hearing, that I was starting to hear again, I made sure to listen. So for me, that meant eating, you know, my my intuition was like, you know what, like, let's eat some really grounding food right now. Let's eat like a really grounding bowl of oatmeal and enjoy it and like sit on the couch for a little bit longer this morning so that you know we can feel nourished and nurtured. And it's also like, hey, let's take a nap. So whether that is my intuition or whether that's my body, wanting more food, wanting more carbs, wanting more sleep, wanting more rest, I'm listening. Because as we honor the needs of our body, we're also going to honor the needs of our intuition. So I had to make sure to be really mindful, like I'm going to take a walk when my body wants to take a walk or my intuition wants to take a walk. I'm going to take a nap when either of those want what they want and I'm going to eat nourishing foods and I might not answer that phone call from that person, even though I feel like I should, I'm not going to do it because there's a tiny whisper that's telling me that, you know what? I don't really feel like doing that right now, which is totally fine. So as much as we can, listening to those tiny whispers and acting on them. And I actually want to repeat the last one about the phone call thing, because I actually think that's major a major key that we could all do a lot better with. And I'm saying this as someone that really could. How many times do we get calls from people or texts from people or messages from people that we don't want to answer? And I think about this with family sometimes where it's not like you hate them. It's not like you're mad. It's not like anything's wrong. But in that moment right then, maybe you're cooking dinner. Maybe you're sitting with a friend. Maybe you're walking. Maybe you're working and you don't want to answer, but you're like, oh, I feel like I have to. Listening to not do things when you don't have to, I feel like has been really powerful for me And really created a lot more space in my life. So when do I feel like I need to do something or should do something? And when am I actually doing something because I want to? So with family, it's like, I'll have much better conversations if I'm waiting you know, a day or so to call back when we both feel like we're both ready energetically to have a conversation. So I think that's a really good one with listening to small whispers that you can do now with your phone, with family and friends. Is really just talking to people, responding to people when you really feel like it, when it feels good, when you feel like you have the energy for it, when you feel like you're not doing it because you have to, but because you want to, major key. And the last one, for me, connecting back to my intuition, um, one of the ways that really helps and one of the ways that I constantly work on every single day of my life is um, speaking my truth. Speaking my truth when I need to. Speaking my truth in the moment. And that can be super small things. So that can be if Justin's saying, hey, do you want to get nonstop sushi for dinner? Which is a sushi place literally a block away that he orders on Postmates. And me normally being like wanting to appease a little bit. I'm like, oh yeah, like totally. Um, So I'm thinking, "Um, you know what? I just, and actually saying the truth, like, no, I don't want that. And I'm not a bitch. I'm not a frigging bitch if I do that. But really just being like, oh, actually, you know what? No, thanks. Like, I appreciate it, but I don't want that. And telling Justin in the moment what I want to eat when I want to eat it is a really small thing, but it's like so many times girls do this where we're like, oh, whatever. Where do you want to go to date? You're like, I don't care, wherever. We know where we want to go. We know what we want to eat. You know what you want to do. We have like, we're the best planners ever. We have the best ideas ever. So we need to like speak our truth on that. Anyways, but... Along the lines of speaking our truth in the moment, my point is that it can be super small. So it can be like, oh, actually, I I don't want that. Or actually like, you know, someone's asking you to do something. You could say like, this sounds really exciting right now, but I'm going to get back to you after I've settled and set with what I want to do for this. Instead of just being like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Appeasing everyone. It also means things like not wavering for people around you because you know it will make things more palatable for anyone else. And it's okay to say something and have a conversation about things and have it be a discussion and have disagreements with people. I think I'm a person that I'm realizing more so as I get older that I really don't like disagreeing with people I love a lot. And... I love finding common ground with people I love. It makes me feel safe. You know, it's something when I was younger that I didn't see a lot of conflict resolution that was super healthy. So I didn't see people disagreeing and really like being okay. I always thought it it was bad. I always thought it was scary. I always thought it would lead to me being alone or, you know, other things happening within my family. So as I've gotten older, I'm really seeking to find comfort in the discomfort of disagreements with people. And the people that I love and the people in my life, I have totally different opinions from and they have totally different opinions from me in some cases, in some cases not. And being able to sit in my truth and know that I valued my truth over I valued the comfort of someone else or the palatability of what I was saying is really powerful. And the times that I have said what I felt and meant what I felt or meant what I said have been truly life-changing for me. And even if it's been small about how I feel about X, Y, or Z, or even if it's been big, it's always led me to a deeper understanding of our relationship, of who I am, and how closely intimate I am with my beliefs and what they mean for the world. So speaking your truth in small moments and big moments. And I know on the point of speaking your truth in big moments, I actually did a survey with my community on Instagram at it's Krista, And it was really interesting because There was about 80% of the people in my audience who, you know, not everyone has a platform or a podcast or, you know, a blog or does anything publicly really, said that they felt that they couldn't speak their truth. And then I asked if any of them felt like they had been attacked or they had been, you know, hurt during this period in time and felt like they couldn't speak their truth because of that. There was like 75% said that they had been attacked or comments made about them online or things said to them online for, Uh, when they spoke their truth. And I found this to be incredibly fascinating because I know that not all of those people, I think it was a few thousand people that answered. I think it was like 4,000 people. Not all of those people have the same opinion. I'm actually assuming that most of them have different varying opinions about varying things and that they don't agree on a lot of things. And so if we could approach other people when they disagree with us with more the compassion of knowing that we've been there, we potentially have felt like we couldn't speak our truth. We have felt attacked and we wouldn't want anybody to feel like we felt when you felt that, that it'd be such a beautiful thing an opening an opportunity for us as a collective to know that we're all struggling with this right now. And this is something that we can be more accepting of and patient with and treating of people in a three-dimensional sense rather than a one-dimensional sense. And what I mean is that when we see something online, we see text, we see a one-dimensional sentiment, and we don't take the three-dimensional person behind that text into consideration and consider that there's so much going on in their world that we don't know about. So just sharing that to to let you guys know that, you know, the speaking your truth is a common theme for us right now. I think a lot of people are going through it and, you know, you're not alone. And I would say that what has helped me to ease my anxiety around knowing truth and not sharing has been finding peace in other things, essentially. So all that to say that, you know, you guys are not alone in that. And I think we're all really going through it. And I'm right there with you. I think we all have a lot more to say. That's the whole thing too, is that whether you have something really radical to say or whether you don't have anything radical to say, I think we have such a a wealth of knowledge, information, and thought and feeling each inside every one of us that it always may feel like we're not speaking our entire truth. So... For anyone that's interested in connecting back to their intuition, I suggest taking a week off Instagram, doing a full media detox for a week, maybe longer if you want to go crazy, getting in nature, getting your feet in nature, grounding, looking up at the sky, really taking it all in, looking up at the clouds, having a moment um, with the natural world around you, praying, letting your heart speak when you're praying, taking salt baths at night. You can get salts anywhere from a grocery store. You can be crazy with it or you can be you know, super casual with it. Listening to small whispers in the moment, whether that's to sleep in, whether that's to skip a workout, whether that's to write down a thought or a download or anything that you're going through. And then there's also to speak your truth, you know, as much as you can in the moment when you can, because each of those lead you to a further understanding of yourself and the world around you. And that's really what you're here to do. So let's go connect back to our intuition, be the best people we can be, And rock the frick on. Okay. I love you guys so much. I will see you soon. Thank you, Krista. That was a Krista classic. (laughs) Classic, Classic Krista. That's a good one. Share with a friend. You know, if you guys have felt like you um, maybe had a period in time where you disconnected from your intuition or you feel a little lost from it and you want to get it back, I think this is a good episode to share with friends. Um, These tips have been really helpful for me. So I'm just as hopeful that they are helpful for you. Amen. And for those of you that are
1: interested in the Almost 30 membership, a place where we can all connect intimately and learn and grow and have a good ass time, uh, more information is at almost30.com, our new website. You can join the membership. Enrollment is open until January 31st. So we have a two-week enrollment period and then you will be in the membership for six months and it's really exciting. We are offering just a lot of special, special content and opportunities to connect that we think will be just the support you need this Mm -hmm. year and beyond. I'm so excited. Can't wait to hang with you guys. I want to thank our sponsors of this episode. We love you guys. Thank you so much. As you know, you know, we only promote and get behind brands that we love and use ourselves. So this episode is sponsored by Daily Harvest, Go Macro, BetterHelp, and Kin Euphorics. You can find all discount codes in our show notes as well as on our website. So I've actually gotten a lot of messages from people recently just being like, thank you so much for like, sharing brands that are conscious, cool, really good, like actually work.
0: (laughs) Dude, literally. And it feels
1: good for us too. I'm like had my, this
0: is my, this is my day. Is like Daily Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> the pizzas. Can you forks before our interviews? I know, I love go them. Go macro on the move. Well. Better help. Therapy, man. Better help. Oh, the better help. You guys
1: love the better help. Better so, help.
0: It, Therapy accessible.
1: Yeah, and Everything. especially during this time. Yes. Like, I mean, it's a thing to get up, to drive, to go to therapy, yes. sit in the waiting room, etc. So to be able to do it from home is...
0: One hundred and it's
1: affordable. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you on the next one. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday.
0: We love you. Love you. Bye guys.